welcome to Minute Second School Podcast. Uh, I am Luke, your host, and I will be joined by Luca, uh, Josh, Connor, and Ryan. Yo. And we're going to talk about music and what we like. So we're going to start with you, Luca. Uh, what's your type, favorite type of music? Uh, my favorite type of music is uh, Juice World and uh, Little Peep. I really enjoy their lyrics. They uh, seem to talk about how they feel all the time, and they're more than likely. Always sad, and they always talk about sad songs and how uh, bad their life is. And I kind of like the music because I can kind of relate to it sometimes, and it's uh, really fun to listen to. I also enjoy listening to his uh, unreleased songs, the songs that maybe he hasn't posted on his albums, but um, they seem to be leaked on like other platforms like SoundCloud and YouTube. I think those songs are better than his released ones because uh, they're they're a lot different. They uh, delve into more kind of uh, sadder times and how they really do be feeling. Oh, nice. And were you upset when uh, Juice World died the other day? I was pretty upset, but um, there were there were many things like there was a lot of conspiracy around his death. Like he died on the eighth of uh, December, and he put in his songs uh, really feel like John Lennon, and John Lennon also died on the eighth. Uh, another thing that happened to him was um, that he died by twenty one, and uh, he's in one of his other songs called Legends. He said that. Uh, all legends die by 21 and they make the 21 club, which means like you die before you're 21 or when you're 21. All right, nice. Uh, interesting theories. Uh, Josh, what about you? What do you like? Um, I'm very into Travis Scott. To be honest with you, I just, I enjoy his lyrics and enjoy his songs because they always make me like happy and they just get me all, I guess, I guess you could say like hyped up. Um, I also enjoy like his, his concerts. Because they seem fairly cool. Right, nice one. Uh, I know Connor yeah. doesn't look happy with that choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think Travis Scott's good because like he can't sing at all. He's very like auto tuned in his like concerts, even even his concerts like live shows. He could be like a good writer and all that, but he's not like a good singer or a rapper. I feel like I just I don't I I can agree with that that there's a lot of auto tune, but. I do enjoy his songs. I don't mind the auto tune because I just think I just think he makes up with for it in other ways. Uh, what other ways would that be? Well, his lyrics are very good, and I think I I think his lyrics are very good, and I think that his songs would just always always put you. They, they never put you in a bad mood. They always make you ready to go. And uh, wait, you don't like him because of the auto tune? Is that yeah? Like that? lyrically, he's fine, but like it's just auto tune. Like in his live shows, is a bit much. Like yeah. auto tune to his fans, he paid like from their wages to go see him and auto tune it. It's not like not saying. It's not natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about the fan base? Do you do you like his fans or anything? Or yeah, his fans are his fans are a bit a bit mad, but his fans are uh, they're yeah they're they're good. He's a loyal fan base for sure. What about you, Ryan? What do you what do you like? Uh, probably. Probably a lot of alternative, maybe a lot of low fidelity kind of stuff. So like lo-fi hip hop kind of stuff. I mean, my top three at the moment are Joji and Gorillaz. Uh, who else? Uh, and Rich Brian. Uh, they're the other two, uh, Joji and Rich Brian. They're part of a bigger label called AA Rising. They're kind of big in Asia because a lot of their stuff is really mellow, and I kind of really like that stuff. And just kind of clicks at me. And Grills I've listened to it for a long time, so it's just yeah. So they're probably they're probably my favourites, I have to say. Alright, nice one. Um so I think that wraps it up, does it? 
Alright, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, told you. Welcome to the Four Amigos show. My name is Moira and I'm your host today. I'm going to be joined by Robin, Aaron, and Katie. Today we are going to be talking about women in sport and I'm going to ask the girls questions. Robin, do you play any sport? Um, yeah, I play rugby and kickboxing. What do you find hard about this sport? Um, well, for rugby, the boys slag you a lot because girls shouldn't play rugby. Do you think it's a rise in sport in Ireland today? Um, yeah, I think women's rugby is like growing a lot and they're getting more followers. Okay, Erin, do you play any sports? Yeah, I play camogie. Do you find this is less funded than lads? Yes, because even this year the boys' team got gear and we haven't gotten gear since we're 12. Have you ever found discrimination within any of the sports you've all just mentioned? Um, Yes, because the lads are trained more and they get more prioritised with the pitches instead of we do. And what would you do if you were to change this? Um, I would put the girls training earlier than the lads so then more people get to train on the days. And Robin, what would you do? I'd um, split the funds in half between the boys and the girls and give them the like, same training time. Um, do you think within like counties there's different discrimination between them? Um, yeah, because the boys' county has more funding and gets more new gear all the time, whereas in the girls don't get as much. And what's your opinion on sport funding for women's teams? Um, they get a lot less than the boys. The boys again get gear all the time and more people go to their matches the girls rarely ever have huge turnouts for their matches hi i'm connor i'll be presenting i'm here with owen and we're going to be talking about gaming uh what are your opinions on halo reach being added to pc well in the first day of its release halo reach has reached the top 10 most played games on steam which is a massive accomplishment, beating even free-to-play games such as Destiny 2 in popularity. It's basically a massive shout to Tree for Tree Industries, the creators, that people are still interested in this series and want to see more of it. Do you think this was done to help revive the Halo franchise? Definitely. With Halo Infinite around the corner, it's a marketing gimmick more than anything to introduce people to the older games so they'll be more interested in the newer ones. Uh, Do you think this is to help improve ratings for Halo Infinite after the negative feedback on Halo 5? Uh, Definitely. Halo 5 was a disaster at best and I think 343 are now listening to what the fans want more than ever as, well, they got a fair bit of criticism for the release releasing Halo 5 in the state it was released in. What are your expectations for the new Halo game? Well, I have none. There's only been two trailers, and they have not revealed much. I believe that the hype surrounding Halo Infinite is a double-edged sword. People are incredibly interested, more than they have ever been for the franchise. But at the same time, if Halo Infinite does not exceed expectations there will be uproar from the community. What are your opinions on Halo moving to PC, where previously it was only available on Xbox? Well, it's been the first Halo game on PC since the release of Halo 2, and they are going to 
they have plans to bring the previous games, 3, 4, and 5, onto PC as well. It's uh, furthering the market, and it will probably boost the sales of the franchise. Do you think this is going to encourage other exclusive game games to branch out? Um, I don't know. You see, Nintendo uh, uh, relies on its exclusivity for selling their consoles and Sony have been big in the way of keeping to themselves in the modern era of gaming do you think people will continue playing Halo Reach now or do you think this is just a gimmick that will die out very soon I believe people are going to play Halo Reach for years to come it is an interesting shooter with tons of replay value Uh, do you think Halo Reach is very popular currently due to nostalgia? Um, no, as I believe there is a completely new audience that has never played a Halo game since 1 or 2 and are playing Halo Reach for the first time when it's come to PC. Do you think there will be microtransactions in the new Halo game? They have already announced that there will be microtransactions but the question is how impactful are they if they impact the gameplay in a significant way it makes it pay to win and people will be outraged by this Uh, do you think people have learned from their mistakes in Halo 5 well we haven't seen anything from Halo Infinite as of yet all we know is they have changed the Master Chief's design because people didn't like the design they went for in 4 and 5. But as of right now, nothing is clear about the game. Alright, thank you for listening. Uh, That's the end of the podcast. A discussion on modern music. Well, uh, in other ways, except from a mathematical point of view, what would your views be on have we exhausted the possibilities? I don't think we have exhausted the possibilities because if you listen to all these different songs, they might sound similar, but you can do different things with them to make them sound a little bit different and give them a little bit of a punch. But with modern music, there is a kind of chord scheme that is used over and over again, the one, six, four, five, so which would be which chords? um, If it was in C major, it would be C, A minor, F and G. But that is taken up quite a lot and it is used, but people use different things to their advantage to make it sound a little bit better and in different ways of different rock and things. Mm. Would anyone else have any sort of view on that? Um, to me, I feel like that doesn't really matter because people don't really, like most people don't really know about that all. So they just listen to how it sounds and what they think of it themselves. Well, on a recent, I think I saw, it was like a recent televised interview with Ed Sheeran, he was showing like more of a, pub, giving the public more of an actual insight into what music's like, and he showed with those one, six, four, five chords, he played like any song that the audience shouted at him, he was able to play with those chords, and it kind of showed how samey everything was getting, so would anyone have any opinion on that? Well, you can have the same chords, but you don't have to have the same instruments playing, which can div- give, give a different timbre to the music. True, true, yeah. Um, we'll move on to another point which may cause a bit of an argument, but 
Uh, modern music is better than pre-1950s music. Would anyone have any input on that? Um, in different ways it can be, and in different ways it's not. Sometimes it can be boring and can show the exact same thing, but it can be very catchy, where other music from pre-1950s isn't always catchy. True. For example, um, it, modern music can be used in different places and like it has different moods for people. That, For example, you wouldn't be going to a gym and listening to classical music because it doesn't really get you going or anything like that. I have a different view on that, but uh, but other than that, I would say music... What is your different view? Well, you can listen to any sort of music doing in different situations. For example, classical music has, even though most people see it as one big genre in itself, there's so many sub-genres within that, such as Baroque, Classical, Romantic, Post-Great War, and that the, we, the popular media isn't giving that much of an insight. Like, There's one fast piece in particular that I like, is the first movement of Winter from the Four Seasons by Vivaldi. And that is a very, like, it was used in the John Wick 3 trailer for the movie, but, like, it hasn't really been given the popular culture kind of status as I think it should deserve because it has been modernised and it has been given new life, but I don't think it's classical music is being represented properly in media today. Um, I, I agree in some aspects of that, but then again, I think it's all to do to be fitting with what the person is wanting to do in their daily life. So if they're wanting to go to the gym, they want to listen to something that's going to get them pumped and keep them energised and going and make them more motivated to carry on going in their daily life. Where if you listen to some music from uh, the classical period, it can get very uh, dirgy, if you would say it like that. It could get very boring and it could sound like the same thing with the same instruments over and over again, which is so different with, cla- with modern music today because there's so many different instruments, so new technology, which makes music sound a little bit different, which makes people want to carry on going. Well, although people might have an opinion on things, modern music, the fact that we're not using actual instruments anymore, it's all digitalised sounds, and some people who are very into acoustic music or very into big band songs or just band songs in general... That are losing these instrumentations and losing actual instruments. Like drum beats are a big thing. We're not actually using proper drum kits. So that's because they don't make the same sounds as well. You can make your own sounds from new technology. Uh, well, now we're going to move on to another topic: uh, game and film music. Would anyone like to start us off? Um, I think game music has really developed and encouraged gaming since, um, like Tetris was probably one of the first games that had some music but uh, I think it really does encourage people to get like excited with what they're playing and want to carry on yeah especially with the introduction of stereo sound into gaming it really carried for like actually be able to tell a story through music through a game as well yeah um, but then again if we're thinking about film music um, I think film music does does do a does a better job than game music because you're watching something happen and you don't have a choice of what you're doing. You have to watch and see everything pan out even though it may not be what you want it to happen. And I think uh, film music can absolutely portray amazingly what a movie is trying to suggest. Although very true, there's one game in particular that I have played uh, in the last two years or so, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And even though it's a very open world game so that... 
in places, if you're just walking through a field, there isn't going to be music. But if you see an animal walk by or leaves or trees, like it will make small little incidental music with piano. But if you come up to a boss or come up to an enemy, the music will get more and more intense, including more instrumentation. And if you're doing like a boss, it has full orchestra themes. And I think that's very interesting for anyone or engaging for anyone who's actually playing a game. Yeah, it is very engaging. And I, I do agree with that point. Um, but going back to film music, I think film music is a little bit better than game music. Well, true. Like there are many iconic themes. Like Danny Elfman is a very famous musical film composer. Like he composed the you know Sam Raimi Spider Man theme, the Tim Burton Batman theme, and I think what else did he compose? There's, well, there's a good few superhero themes that he did compose, and I think he did extremely well because they're still iconic today. So, who would be your favorite uh, film composer then? Well, I'd say for me. Uh, John Williams is very good but at the same time very controversial but uh, I'd say my favourite would have to be Danny Elfman I don't like John Williams at all I think he plagiarised quite a lot of his music yeah Jaws came from Dvorak didn't he yeah and um, I think he I have watched a video on what he's done but I don't think a lot of it is true what he's actually Mm -hmm. done by himself Um, Hans Zimmer is okay yeah he's great Gladiator yeah so would anyone else like to jump in? Going back to what you said about intense moments in like games, for example, that's sort of what I meant about going to the gym. You, you try to listen to different kinds of music in the situation you're in. I think we've had some very good points now, so we might wrap it up. So thank you for listening anyway, and I hope you enjoyed. Hello, and today we are. I am Kate Clancy, and I am here with Lucy Elise Casey, Ashley, and Fran. And today we will be talking about fake tan. So, girlies, what tan do we use? Monday Sands. I use Cocoa Brown. I use Be Bald. So, what darkness would you use usually? Just dark. Extra dark. Dark. And do you find when you use extra dark that it like is easier to put on than just dark? Um, yeah, and it's also harder to remove. And how do you remove your tan, girdies? Scrub it. Scrub it off in the bath. Just scrub it. Which one? I don't know. Like exfoliator. And what is an exfoliator for anyone who doesn't know? Stuff that takes off tan. Is it a mitt, girls? Yeah. Yeah, it is a mitt. Cool. So, is fake tan expensive? <laughs> Not really. It depends what brand you buy. And what tan would you usually like to buy? Cocoa Brown. Is that the cheaper branding? Yeah. <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> what one do you use? Um, Be Bold. <laughs> And Ashley? Um, iconic bronze. So, as you can see, these are all the cheaper options. And then <laughs> the, the more expensive options would be... Sally Hansen? Yes. Okay, moving on. Do you fill your eyebrows in or tint them? Um, I tint them. I tint them at home. I get them tinted. And so do I. Did you ever go through phases where you... Did them? Yes, I did. Yeah. 
Remember you used to do yours really dark? <laughs> yes, I used to have black eyebrows even though I'm blonde. So, next question. <laughs> How much would tint cost? Like five euro. Depends like what brand you have. What one? I don't know this. Usually mine costs a lot more. Yeah, um, uh, I forget the name of it. <laughs> what about you, girlies? Um, mine's 11 euro. It costs like 15 or 20 euros to get them tinted. Yes, yeah, see, Elise and uh, Fran are cheaper, so they don't actually go to get them done. They do it themselves, whereas Ashley gets them done, so that is why it'll be more expensive. And now, for would you like to ask me any questions? <laughs> Thanks for listening, anyways. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.